If you want to do something important in life, this will really, really help. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. So in this video today, I'm gonna to be talking about why it is so important to capture your visions. If you don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo. I'm the owner and founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute. We focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos, and most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. Now, when most people that I speak to talk about what they wanna achieve in life, they're essentially talking about some of the visions that they have, some of the ideas that they have. Now, some of those are bullshit delusions and fantasies that they've created from the implanted values of others, but also what they're talking about is their visions that are intertwined and also their mission. These two things are so important, especially in times of economic downturn, in times of chaos. Now, at the moment, we've got people talking about maybe there's recession hitting, maybe there could be depression. Like, we don't know at the moment what's going on. I mean, there's a lot of talk of that the economy is going a bit crazy and it's starting to become a little bit heated. And that could mean that there's going to be an economic downturn or it could mean that there's going to be quite a decent adjustment. These things happen in economies. And it made me really think about the importance of understanding a vision and the importance importance of understanding a mission because in times of chaos, most people won't see through the chaos. And a person's certainty comes from being certain about their vision, their mission, the values that they're operating under. And this is both for business owners, for leaders, and also for anyone who's just operating in life. When the shit hits the fan in times of chaos, those who back themselves and those who understand what's going on are normally those who will be the leaders. And leadership is having a vision, clarity, and certainty in times of uncertainty. A great leader is always born in times of uncertainty, not in times of certainty. When everything's going well, anyone can lead. And in fact, I see this just walking down the street. The other day I was walking with a friend and they're like, oh, we should go to this cafe. And I said, right, you lead the way. And the whole time they were walking in front of me and they kept stopping looking back to check that I was there. And what I realized was that they just weren't a good leader. They couldn't lead because they didn't say, here it is. And then they just walk. They kept waiting for me to lead, but at the same time they wanted to be in front. And so they kept like sort of getting in my way as I was walking. That's a sign that someone's uncertain. When someone's certain, they just walk towards what they want and they go, follow me. Whereas when people aren't, they want someone else to follow, but at the same time, they want to be seen as being a leader. So they'll walk in front, but they have all this uncertainty when they're walking. No, I don't know where I'm going. That's how most people operate in life. They want to lead. They want to be a leader. I'm achieving things. I'm doing great things. But at the same time, they just don't have that certainty. So you need to create certainty in your own life and in your own business. And especially in times of chaos, those with the most certainty will win the game. This hasn't happened too much yet. Things are starting to become a little bit volatile in markets, but it'll be all right. And this is where great opportunity is always created. Hence why Warren Buffett always says, now he's one of the richest people on the planet, probably greatest investor in history. And he said a couple of his quotes that I love. Number one is it's not until the tide goes out that you find out who's swimming naked or with their pants down. And what he means by that is that when everything's going well, everyone looks like a genius. But when things aren't going well, that's where you get to see who's really on top of their game. Something else that Warren Buffett always talks about quite a lot as well is that when the markets are down and when the markets are crashing, everything is on sale and everyone runs away from it. And he's like, it's the only sale in the world that people run away from. Really good point. But those people who have certainty and understand investment strategies that understand that this is just a cycle in the economy, they'll go in there, they'll buy everything that's underpriced and then they'll watch it right up and they're the ones who get rich. Most people buy when everything's going well. I only saw a pop-up on the news the other night and they're talking about the housing boom and how everything's going well in housing and blah, blah, blah. That's the time when the media get hold of things and tell you that everything's going well, that's the time that you should be very afraid because that's the time that the average mum and dad in 
investor who you have no real understanding or you grandparents, that's the time when they want to feel safe. So when everything's going well, they go, excellent, I can let my guard down. I'm going to invest. And that's how those bubbles are created because the majority of the population are getting involved in this shit now. And the same thing happens in cryptocurrency. The same thing happens in financial markets. A lot of my shares are up 70 plus percent over the last two years. Now I'm normally a buy and hold investor. I don't trade. We'll do another podcast on that in a different strategy and why I use that strategy anyway. So when the majority of the people are getting into the market, it's because they're safe. They feel certain, but that's unsafe. Normally when everything's on sale and the markets are crashing and the shit's hitting the fan, that's where you get a good deal on everything. And that's what good investors look out for, but they have certainty that the market's going to go back up and they understand the principles of the economy and also of what they're investing in. So with the vision, the reason why the vision is so important is because it gives you long-term thinking and long-term direction. And the same as the mission gives you meaning and fulfillment. These two things are super powerful, especially in times of chaos or even just in business. Like the amount of times I have conversations with my team when we're hiring new staff, it's part of the onboarding process. When I talk to people, I will talk about what our mission is. My mission, my personal mission in life is to raise the standards in society by making sure that greatness is the average. At the moment, I think average is shit. When someone's like, I just want to live a comfortable life, that is shit. The average comfortable life in this country is shit, especially with the opportunity that's available. If you're looking at the average health standards in this country, they're good because on a global scale, but they're still shit. And there's a greater proportion of our population that are overweight and obese. That's not a fucking average that I want to fit into. <laughs> okay, it's crazy. I don't want to fit into that average. The whole point is that I want to lift that standard up, that people are living a great life, that people naturally and kids are taught that you can go and do and be anything that you want to be, providing you understand your values, providing you have a mission, providing you keep tapping into your mindset and your brain and figuring out what that looks like instead of comparing yourself to everybody else, using their implanted values to make decisions. I don't know what the drop-off rate of universities, but when you think about how many people go through university and have been convinced that that's a good path to take in our society, and all it's doing is, for the majority of people, it's buying them a job for the rest of their life because they're going to go out, get in debt, think that they're doing the right thing, but that's because of the implanted values of others. They probably don't want to do that. They're probably doing it because mum and dad told them that it was a good idea. They're probably doing it to please someone else. The amount of people we have come to Thrive Time, they say, well, mum and dad wanted me to be a lawyer, or dad wanted me to go down this path, or they said, if I don't go to university, then I've got to go and get a trade. They were never taught how to think about what they really wanted in life and what their visions are. Those visions pop up consistently. So you've got to get really, really clear with what drives you. What's your mission? What's the mission of, if you've got a business, what's the mission of the business and the real mission? I would say that probably 99% of corporate businesses have bullshit missions. We want to be the number one supplier of blah, 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 blah. That doesn't inspire anybody. That's just some shit that some wanker that went to university got told that that's a mission and then they come in and they're all fucking prim and proper and tell you what it is. I was working with a client years ago and I remember them saying when we were getting clear with what their personal purpose is, I said, why do you do what you do? And they said, Michael, I just want to do fucking cool shit with fucking cool people. And I went, man, that's your purpose. Well done, straight up. They didn't mess around. Most people, they're more worried about what everyone else is going to think of their mission and what everyone else is going to think about their vision and also their purpose. And so because of that, it clouds their ability to make clear decisions. You've got to define who you are in life. I think that it's super important. Hence why we call our community the driven mofos, because I want to work with driven people. I don't want to work with lazy people. People criticize me on that. They go, but you should want to help everybody. You should go fuck off. I don't want to help everybody. I want to help people that are driven because the greatest impact I can have in society is helping those who want to go and help others. And the way that they do that is by creating businesses, by being managers, by being leaders, by inspiring their families. And they're going to do that because they're driven to do that. Not 
people who just want a hand from the bottom rung up to the first step. They're the people that don't inspire me. Now, that's not saying that they shouldn't have help. I think they should. It's just that's not my driver in life. That's not me. And I'm honest about that. And I admit that in my events. And some people get really upset about that. And they're like, well, you should... Leave me alone. Let me do me. It took me a long, long time to untangle all the shit that everyone put on me from a young kid being put into special classes. I remember going to grade five swimming class and swimming with my shirt on because I thought that I was fat. All of those things took me years to untangle all that stuff, which is why I know that mindset is the most powerful thing that a person will ever learn. And it's probably the least invested thing in a person's life. A person will go out and spend 30,000 bucks on a brand new car or they will spend $20,000 on a brand new car every 10 years. Yet they'll spend like 50 bucks, one book that they read about their mindset and they wonder why they're life is shit and why they're not achieving the things that they want and why they're fucking miserable and why their business won't grow. Well, it's not that hard to figure out, especially when your mindset is the filtration system of your whole reality and you spend the least on it. You spend more on a pair of shoes than you will your own fucking head. That's why. It's crazy. Now, I'm not saying you because you're listening to this podcast, but out of 7 billion people on the planet, the majority of people will not even think about their mindset. And people who are doing mindset work are normally doing bullshit mindset work, which is tied up in a whole bunch of delusions and myths like positive thinking. And you've probably heard me grill positive thinking before, especially if you've been to my events. Anything in nature that has a positive charge will attract a negative charge in order to stabilize. Positive thinking is not the goal. Stabilized thinking is the goal because a stable mindset is the most balanced. It also creates the most certainty. I don't want a house that's built on unstable ground. I want a house that's built on stable ground because it's the most stable. It's the most rigid. It creates the most certainty. I don't want to go into a house that's got a foundation that's unstable. Now, I don't want to be around people consistently who are unstable, whether that's that they're elated and excited. And we've all got those friends who go to personal development events, jump up and down, high five people, get all excited, and then they crash and burn a week later. I see this all the time. People go to personal development events. They jump up and down, high five strangers, get all amped up and they're posting on social media about how great life is and how they're going to change their life. They're elated. They're excited. Now that's a heightened emotional state. What goes up has to come back down. And so a week later, they crash, they go through burnout and then they stop posting on social media. Then they'll start feeling guilty and beat themselves up. So they'll have a week of posting or maybe even two weeks of posting hardcore in their social media pages. And then there's no posting. And you've got to ask why. Why are they avoiding posting? Okay, when you're doing well in life, you'll extrovert and you'll show everybody. When you're ashamed of things, you'll introvert and you'll close and you'll hide yourself away, which is why when people walk out of court, normally they'll cover their face because they're trying to hide. And people tend to hide in our society and we just hide in general when we feel like we're letting ourselves down and we become more introverted. So introversion and extroversion has a lot to do with value systems and whether you're living your values or not. When someone says I'm introverted, what they're normally saying is I'm comparing myself to others who I perceive are more extroverted in society, but that doesn't mean that they're extroverted or introverted. That's a whole nother video that I'll go into another time or a whole nother podcast. The point that I'm making is that vision is so important. If you don't have a clear vision within your own life in uncertain times, you'll probably want to hide. You'll become more introverted. You'll become more uncertain. You'll stress out more. You'll have more mental chaos. You'll feel afraid. You'll lack that certainty and you sure as shit won't be able to lead others. When you are clear with your vision, you'll be able to drive hard in life and go, I know that this is just part of the cycle. Get on board, everyone. We are going hard. And because everyone else is uncertain, they'll want that certainty and they'll come to you. This is also where a lot of scams are created. So when economies start turning to shit, a lot of scammers come out because they create certainty in uncertain times and they pull people into that because most people are afraid. And when people are afraid, they want someone to lead them, support them, make them feel safe. So you got to be careful of those things as well. You really want to have your vision down and your vision clear. And here's how we're going to do it. So my suggestion is you've been having visions your whole life. These visions will pop up inside your own mind. You want to write them down. So I keep track of all my visions. So I know that at the age of about 21 to 25, somewhere in there, I had a vision of standing up on stage and looking out over tens of thousands of people. And I recorded that and I documented it. Now I lost that vision for about three years when we went through a whole bunch of chaos in our business and high staff turnover. And there was a whole bunch of shit. I completely lost it. And 
then I remember this one day going, why is everything so fucked and chaotic? And then I stopped and I looked and I went, uh oh, there it is. I lost the vision. And when I brought the vision back, everything started to be more certain again. I started making decisions based on the vision and the mission and the purpose of our company. And because of that, I started setting goals or something called OKRs, which I'll do a whole nother video on as well. And I started setting these OKRs and giving clarity to the team. And then the team became more driven and all of a sudden, boom, we're getting pulled in the right direction again. So you want to document those visions. What does it look like? When I was younger, I used to have a vision of having a super yacht and all of that sort of stuff. Whereas now I don't really care about that. I don't really want to own a boat because then I've got to clean it and look after it. And I'd rather just hire one if I'm going to do that. So over time, things that you thought were important will start to clarify and go, actually, this isn't important. But that's because you're getting clearer with who you are and what's important to you. The clearer you become and the more you keep adjusting these things, the clearer life will be, but you'll need to keep adjusting it over time. When I was younger, one of the things that really helped me and inspired me a lot when I was younger was I always thought I'm going to have a Ferrari one day. I'm going to have a Ferrari one day. And I kept reminding myself, even when I was at school and I was young, I thought, you know, I'm going to have a Ferrari one day. And this is why now it really annoys me when people say, you know, Michael just bought supercars to show off. I didn't. I bought it because first of all, it was a dream of mine and I always wanted to do it. And when our business was able to cash flow it, I thought, why not? Does it make logical sense from a financial standpoint? No, not at all. It's not something logical, but I bought it because it reminded me to keep believing in me and keep believing in my dream because that was the thing that only got me through as a kid. If it wasn't for my visions and my dreams as a kid, I would have killed myself. And at 15, I almost did. When I got kicked out of school, got expelled from school, and I thought, I'm always in trouble at school. I'm always in trouble at home. I'm always aware of my life. It was those visions that sort of pulled me through and I realized that I'm here for a bigger reason. I'm here to do something. And so it's just a reminder, every day when I see that car, it reminds me to keep going hard, to keep believing in myself. And no matter what happens, everything will be okay and everything works out. So for me, it's something that's important to me at a deeper level than just like showing off to people. I don't really give a shit about that. What I care about is I care about reminding myself that I'm capable of way more than what I can even comprehend right now. And one day I'll have that as well. So keep believing in those things. So that's why vision is so important. The other thing is as well that it inspires other young kids. When I drive around, I see people, little kids stand there and wave when I drive past and all of that. And I love when I'm at car shows and stuff, I'll let little kids sit in and get photos and all that because I want them to believe in themselves. And that's part of what I do and what I teach. So it's part of me. I guess. Now that's not everyone's thing, depending on their values. They don't get it. My mum doesn't even understand why I have a car like that. My wife, Jess, doesn't even get in the car because when we drive around, everyone looks and that's not her thing. She'd much prefer to be behind the scenes than in front of people. She doesn't like being around large crowds of people. So she very rarely comes for a drive in it, but I have plenty of friends who do. So they take her spot. The vision over time will get clearer and clearer and clearer. So you want to keep writing down your visions of the things that are important to you. I remember writing down that I wanted to work with some of the most successful people on the planet and I've been able to do that. You know, I've been able to work with some of the most amazing people over the years from rich listers to people who have done just extraordinary things in their own life. And one of my old clients owns a Hollywood sign in LA. I had another client who only just recently came to one of our events. He does digital animation and the company owns digital animation. So Rising Sun Pictures, they do the digital animation for The Hobbit and X-Men and all of those sort of movies, Spider-Man and a whole bunch of really cool shit. So they're the people that I once dreamt of working with, professional athletes working with world champions and all those things. I've been able to do that throughout my life because I had that original vision of those people that I wanted to work with. And part of the reason why I want to work with them because it helps me and allows me to understand how great thinkers think so I can share that with other people who also want to be a great thinker and improve their own lives. So it's like this expanding cycle of just living an awesome life for me. So that's why the vision is so important. You've got to write these things down and document them. And what I find is that the majority of people just don't want to write stuff down. Maybe it's because of school. I don't know. I know that a lot of people at our events will say, just write those things down and they don't do it. I would assume that it's because at school when you write things down, it's solidified and you get told off or someone else might read it or whatever it is but it's like there's this fear of writing things down or this is this shame or this guilt if you're watching this on youtube you see this but like 
I have notes all over my desk because I'm putting together an event right now. I have notes everywhere. Like you can see all the notes and stuff. I've got notebooks. I've got like, I write everything down. I hate going to bed with just stuff in my head. I write everything down. I put it into a journal or I put it into different books and half of the shit I never even think about and go back to. I just don't want it inside my head consistently. My vision, I do. I keep it in a document and I keep updating it. The same as my mission. I keep updating it. So when things change or when I go through shifts personally, I'll update the mission. And I keep doing that because it gives me clarity and it keeps me driving forward. And that's important. So please start documenting that. The mission is also a short, concise statement of what you do. So it's something that's really just short and punchy and this is what I'm here to do in life. So the vision is what it looks like and what the future looks like. You will keep having them pop into your head. So write them down. And then the mission is what am I doing? One of mine is to build one of the greatest mental performance education centers on the planet that's also customer centric and really helps people to achieve more in life. Now I've got that in a little document and I keep updating it. If I get inspired and something's got to change, I'll just get in there and shift it. So please make sure you're spending time going through writing those visions down, documenting the mission, adjusting those things. I talk about it all the friggin' time in my events because it's so important. Our students are probably sick of me going vision, purpose, mission, understanding your values, getting really, really clear on setting goals effectively only based on the mission, the vision, and the values and your purpose. Because if not, you set goals that are unfulfilling. You'll get there and you go, well, what's next? And you just keep driving hard, which is why a lot of high performers or people who achieve a lot feel like shit because they feel like they're never getting anywhere, but they're never getting anywhere because they think that the fulfillment's coming from the goals themselves when the goals are just stop-off points. You need to have the vision the mission and the purpose really, really clear and the values because they're the things that provide fulfillment on the journey. And that's the most important part. I mean, plenty of people talk about this stuff, but I don't think most people understand it. So anyway, I hope that helps. Please remember to subscribe, like it and share it. Also, I wanna say a massive thank you to everyone who's been giving ratings on iTunes and Spotify and writing reviews. I really appreciate that. Also, people who have been subscribing and writing comments on our videos as well. I really appreciate it. My goal is to get this podcast and these up to, well, I wanna try to get to number one in the self-help field on Spotify and also on iTunes. So if you haven't already done so, if you could rate it, it would be absolutely epic. And if you can put a review on there, share it with your friends, share it with your family, that would be absolutely amazing, especially if you're loving this content. The more people who love this, the more I'm gonna keep doing it. So I really hope that it helps. Anyway, peeps, never underestimate the dream.